If you see Jeffrey Wright walking down a hallway talking to himself, you shoot him. What's that? On your screen. Some kind of program about a Westworld on TV. Well, it doesn't sound like anything to me. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this doesn't sound like anything to me. I thought that you were going to play the theme song. No, I I was not going to this time. (laughs) You set up that entire soundboard. You managed to rig. uh, You you got that. You did that. You did that 15 wire hanger uh, uh, soldered into a cable test. And look at you. Look at you. You're not even willing to use the power of the infinity soundboard. Uh, We are covering... Season 2, Episode 7 of Westworld, titled Les Escorches, which is French for a painting or sculpture of a human figure with the skin removed to display the musculature. Like Body World, but slightly more ethical. The writers are Jordan Goldberg and Ron Fitzgerald, directed by Nicole Castle, who's directed The Americans, The Leftovers, and Better Call Saul. I honestly thought that uh, Les Scorch uh, was French for El Scorcho. No! Yeah, I thought it was French Frail Scorcho. I don't know how they what they call their Weezer songs in France. That's what they call it when you have more than one El Scorcho cover. It's Les Scorches. <laughs> Can I get a Les Scorch with cheese? Les Scorch. I apologize for my pronunciation of French. I didn't have time to look it up. I was too busy being freaked out by this episode. I felt like last week a lot of people watched the episode and were like, what is happening? And I was like, I mostly got it. And this week I felt like I was like, what is happening? And I did I, not I, get any I, of it. I really feel like we got kicked off the side of the plot in this one. Yeah. I, 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 it's a lot of things happened. There was a lot of yeah. switching back and uh, forth. X, X-Force James Marsden came up right behind us and pushed us over the side. <laughs> X-Force James Marsden is great. He's He's gone from being a very concerned character to a very video game character. I remember him from the my childhood cartoon G.I. Joe where he was in Cobra. Oh, he was so great in Siphon Filter. <laughs> Every part of that was a great time. Um, and this was, uh, an incredible last, last week. This is incredible. Uh, I recorded in New York state and you recorded in Florida. And this week I'm recording in California and you're recording in New York state. (laughs) Next week. You got to go to my house. You gotta, uh, you gotta be the one recording in my house. I'll be there and you'll appreciate finally how terrible your internet upload was there. Oh, God. The the first thing I did was run speed test and immediately send the results over to Red. And we're both very happy that I've moved into this apartment, um, mostly because I get to have sex with women. And no. uh, yes, I get to have sex with women freely and have fast Internet, which are the two things you always wanted for me. I, and now I finally got it. You kept internet. saying, Ivan, I want you to be able to have sex freely with as many women as who would possibly have sex with you while having fast internet. And now your dream has finally come true. All of this work you put in to me being able to have sex with women no. in an apartment that still doesn't quite have a bed, but it's <laughs> getting there. I, I think you uh, wildly misinterpreted when I said, I wish you had more upload. <laughs> It's like general upload? No. Specific data upload? Chemical upload? Bits. (laughs) Oh, listen. There's a lot of bytes being exchanged. Ah! All right. It's time to get into Le le Escoches. But before that, we need to know what happened previously on Westworld. 
tense music plays is definitely in the running for great subtitling in a season full of great subtitling. <laughs> All right. Everybody knows that jailbreaking your Bernard definitely voids the warranty. Hello, old friend. Or should I say goodbye, new enemy? <laughs> Run, it's the Screen Actors Guild reps looking out for more union violations. Okay, this is not the proper way to transport your host. You want to grab them by the outside, not the hole in the middle. And finally, hell yeah, guys, we found a map. Wait, why does it say you are here next to explosion? <laughs> and that was previously on Westworld. The number one question that I have is, is Charlotte Hale Charlie? Because I think that's true. I'm fully on the, on the Charlotte. Now that you Charlie said board. that, now that you said Charlotte, Charlotte and Charlie, not only, I literally want to jump out of this fucking second floor window <laughs> right now. I want to jump out of this second floor window. Oh, but we I, get it. I'm you're not in sure if the timeline work. You're, I get it. You're not on land anymore. You're above. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, uh, it's, it, I just feel like, when they opened up on Jeffrey Wright just sleeping in a cot on the set, I feel like that's how Jeffrey Wright is on set because of how many roles they've got him playing. <laughs> He's just taking cat naps wherever he can. It's just like, hey, somebody wake up Jeff. And yeah, lying, lying on a bedroll. At first I thought it was his suit, but then I realized he was wearing his suit. And I was like, where's he just getting that nice piece of material? Did he fall asleep at his tailors as he was getting all 12 of his body doubles dressed? <laughs> yeah we finally got the and this is the i hate that somebody ripped this fucking image from the trailer but we finally got multi bernard multi bernard oh did, did they show that in one of the early promotional things yep and somebody ripped that <sighs> fucking image straight from it and posted it on one of the fucking stupid uh westworld reddits that i checked one time isis wins again <laughs> if that was what they were doing, spoiling HBO premium cable series, I would think, you know, those ISIS guys, I, I, I don't have a high opinion of them, but at least they're not beheading children. I, I, I think they'd finally be able to get the internet behind uh, their extraction. I think people, the internet would be less morally uh, uh, torn about I, the acts of ISIS. If they were I spoiling premiere HBO series, the whole internet would get behind really focusing on these guys and not being so distracted with these other things. I know that you've been really excited about your image consulting service, but I think you're really shooting too hard here. <laughs> I think trying to pull off an ISIS pivot is too much even for you. So he's lying on the bedroll. Stubb wakes him up. Um, and, and I immediately type, when the fuck is this? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I feel like there was definitely at least one major flashback to the whole th like I this is definitely the uh fucking uh inception uh chart episode of episodes. So this is I mean so this is the timeline that's it's pretty close to where we start the first episode of this season uh where where Bernard Hale is with the extraction extraction team that's come in with the Scars guard and we've got Charlotte Hale there and they're back at the the command center uh and Stubbs is th though it's actually later in the episode than it is later in the episode when we're earlier and it's very confusing <laughs> uh and Stubbs is finally worried that they're going to kill him because of course they're going to kill him uh, he's finally having his realization that corporations might be bad you're you're not in the top 3 most important Hemsworths 
in, in, <laughs> in modern media. Like, of course, of course, you're gonna die in this. They, <laughs> yeah. He's 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 one of the uh, uh, mortal Hemsworths. It's frankly, it's shocking to me that it has not been revealed that he is a host, which he is. He's he's either a host that they made or he's a host in life, just living out his life in a loop, not advancing, <laughs> not making a difference. Uh, c- can you truly say that any of the lesser Hemsworths is truly a man? It's it's impossible to know. So so we we le- we do learn Teresa's name is brought up, and we mm-hmm. learn that her office has a satcom. If they can get there, they can call for help. But I, I do have to say I am worried in advance that any call that they would make on that satcom would be received by anybody uh, sympathetic to their plight. Who are they going to call for help? Like, what? Is, is this a Better Business Bureau? Is it so far in the future that the Better Business Bureau has gotten its teeth? M- much like in the future when QA is actually a roving band of mercenaries, the Better <laughs> Business Bureau is just one guy with 40 guns in a trench coat. <laughs> I've got your A rating right here. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, he, he's, he's Hemsworth the Elder, so he's caught immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was it was like they would just work. And I love how they nobody was even suspecting Bernard of being a murderer. And right. that's how Jeffrey Wright gets away with killing so many. That's roles, how he's. <laughs> I didn't see where you're going with that. <laughs> he's murdering those roles, baby. He absolutely is. So, Carl Strand, which is the name of the Skarsgård. Which, by the way, this is the this is the episode where his accent is really starting to slip. When he's like, "We've got our killer here," <coughs> yeah, it's like, "Wow, you really are a Swede." <laughs> so Carl Strand grabs Bernard and Stubbs. I think you guys have a key. Um, they also think that Stubbs, of course, killed Teresa, mm-hmm. and and they've, in a way that we are not privy to, they've found Ford's secret family lab. Yeah, and this is – I related to this so much because so many awkward moments in my life have been interrupted by somebody finding a secret door. <laughs> How there many- have been so many moments where a woman was like, Ivan, we really need to talk about this. What is this door doing here? Uh, yeah, and you try and distract them with the robot of your previous dog and, <laughs> and the secret door within a door – how Nolan did this episode get when we found the secret room in the secret room? Ah, uh, doors within doors, man. Doors within doors. Anytime a Nolan gives you something, you gotta check because there's gonna be another little tiny version of it hiding inside. How way? I mean, literally, now we have Ford within Bernard. We've got hosts within hosts. Yeah, who knows how far the uh, the layers can go? I'm, I tell you, I see Marion Cotillard coming up with me with a knife, and I'm going to be like, "Loose Change is not a documentary that anybody should be watching." No, no, no it's not. None of the versions of it. A B twenty five is not a B fifty two, among many other factual errors. <laughs> People really shouldn't trust YouTube documentaries. No, especially not. They should have known that Loose Change was not factual as soon as they realized it was in the evil host voice. It was a full (laughs) octave lower than any of those people speak in real life. (laughs) And then, on September 9th, that's a fake person! That's not a real person, that's an evil person, you can tell, because he lowered his voice an octave. (laughs) Which, by the way, we can never do again. We can never never go that deep again. You can't go that deep. I could not possibly go that deep. There's, There's no... 
Uh, I can't do We've it. We've got our killer her. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I don't like that. What was that? It was a foghorn. Which I thought I would be you. deeper. I hate the sound. Board. I thought it was going to be have, deeper. I am going to. I am going to put down my fucking uh, foot right now. You get three soundboards in episode max. Oh, I get a whole three. That's more than I expected. No, you got I'm two. Pushing for two five. I'm pushing for five. God damn it! God <laughs> damn it! Uh, so they pull the gun on Stubbs. Bernard's about to confess at the moment they find the double secret room. Uh, Hale enters the hallway. Everyone follows. Ah, did you so? Did you immediately know it was Bernard's? Yes. When they, I, when they, when they started to, when they saw the, cause literally the shot of Tessa Thompson with the unveiled Bernard's is the shot that got leaked. So it was like, oh, this is definitely what I was waiting to see for the entirety of this season. I was, I was kind of surprised because I thought it was, so, uh, I, I, my first thought was, oh, it's going to be famous people. It's going to be like, World leaders or people on the board. <laughs> I and, love if and they then, did famous people from our era who would all be old by then. No, I and or oh no, what if it was one of the Hemsworths? <laughs> and Lucas just like my God, I don't know why, but I hate this guy. Is it, is that my my brother's friend Chris Evans? That's how they made so many cat <laughs> movies. So meta. Um, no, I and and then there was like, wait, I'm calling uh, that one of those bots is of one of the people entering the room. Which I did not include. I just met like one of the uh, mm-hmm. Delos people, and nope, just a bunch of Bernards, bunch of yeah. Bernards, multi Bernards. Oh, and fucking fucking Charlotte Hale with. I knew that there were some skeletons in your closet. I didn't think that they'd be your own. Right. And, uh just some. Sometimes I don't know if the writing on the show is supposed to be good or bad. Well, I know, and I'm like. Uh, because before I watch the episode, I look up who the writers and directors are, and this is the first one that's co-written by Jordan Goldberg and Ron Fitzgerald. We need to break these guys up. They're not good for Too each other. Men. Too many men writing television. I, I feel like Nicole Castle, it's her first time directing Westworld, but I felt I, I would have thought better of her. She should have stepped in and be like, Jordy, Ron, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, Listen, she's she's a TV director. She's just there to fucking light the scenes and cash the checks. Uh, so, so yes. And then we get the theme after that line, uh, and we're too busy skipping the theme to remember all of this. The few skeletons line. That, yeah. that that manual action of finding the remote. Where did where I put it? <laughs> of me having to drag the bar on HBO Go. It, it erases the the poor taste in your mouth. From I figured you had have a few skeletons, but I didn't realize they'd all be you. So uh, we go. Yeah, we, and, and and to be fair to Tessa Thompson, she's doing a great job of delivering some real hokey dialogue. <laughs> so we go from there to uh, Charlotte uh, Charlotte Hale, aka Tessa Thompson. Your predicament is unique. And they're, they're torturing him just via software, which is just – it's basically an acting exercise. <laughs> I love it how they just bring up the list of improv exercises. All right, now, catch the ball. <laughs> they, they bring in uh, Henry Winkler's character from Barry, and he directs the <laughs> interrogation. Oh, God, I really need to watch that show. Uh, he, he's an acting teacher. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I, I know I watched the first episode for that it joke to make sense. Yeah. Um, the, uh, would you ever lie to me, Bernard? No, of course not. I, I just kind of don't know a lot of things. <laughs> I've been keeping things from myself. Yeah. And, and I thought that they were going to end up doing a sort of cyber Rishomon, but no, they just, uh, you know, 
show us everything that happened. Yeah. They they do a, they do a nice little backtracking and get us caught up to present. Mm-hmm. So Dolores is, we see Dolores' army walking down a flaming hallway. She got to walk this season. She has gotten to walk down so many flaming hallways, just in front of so many explosions with an army chasing her. It's this is it's so great. I feel like like this is the best role any actor could possibly ask for. Yeah, all they do this entire season is basically just be kind of a uh, uh, fake badass and uh, just get to uh, you know deliver a lot of hokey lines as an evil robot. I'd like a lot of armed 19th century badasses, uh, some of them undead, following me down flaming and exploding hallways. That's all I ask for as an actor. Challenges. Oh, you got to imagine it feels good. You got to imagine it, uh, it never feels bad to have a bunch of people following you down a flaming hallway. No, that's why I always tell people, never buy a home, always rent. Then you can light your hallways on fire with <laughs> without any problem. And, and, and let me tell you, every time I came into Red's apartment... I always appreciated the gesture. Yes. I always appreciated how he lit the entire hallway on fire uh, while I was coming in and going out. You can't set the mood. You can't properly podcast unless you've walked down a flaming hallway. (laughs) Oh, I, I, how do you feel about the vibrating haptic vest? Because I feel like there is nothing funnier in the world (laughs) than vest as a concept. (laughs) Yeah, it's, the vibrating haptic vest, I felt like it was a fairly like high-level control scheme that they introduced for no plot reason. It was literally like they got a futurist HI guy on set, and he's like, I've been working on this. Let me try it out. And they're like, I'm not sure it's clear what's happening. He's like, no, no, people will get it. People have been waiting for this. People are like, we love vests, but we wish they did more. <laughs> and and here's the problem. It was just a regular vest strapped with 15 dual shocks. <laughs> and and the, so the haptic vest was a, a very interesting idea. I I did look up for this episode uh the leader of the the new extraction team, which is Coughlin. He's called mm-hmm. Coughlin in this. And his number one, uh, also who I referred to on Twitter in hopefully a non-spoily manner, the dumbest man alive. <laughs> All of these people are so dumb. If you see Jeffrey Wright walking down a hallway talking to himself, you shoot him. Yeah. Oh, and, and also like Jordan Goldberg and Ron, like obviously they're going to be like, yes, Despite everything that's happened here, Engels is going to fall for the host trying to seduce him act, believing that oh she has God. truly fallen in love with him. And and, that was... and 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 this is the one place where you have you have a woman director and she's like, "Yeah, man, I'd be dumb enough for that." <laughs> uh here's the thing though. I do feel like any human male is vulnerable to a sexy robot trying to fuck them. I feel like in every situation except for a post-Westworld apocalypse, does that apply? I feel like should have been like... Oh, I feel like even in a post-Westworld apocalyptic scenario, if a robot was like, hey, you want a BJ? While you're walking down a hallway covered in blood, you'd be like, oh, I know that I shouldn't because this is a trap, but I'm only human. I, I mean, this is only slightly more ridiculous than the killbots with guns in their tits from Austin Powers. <laughs> and, and I love that. I love that she just, like, 
Oh, we'll get to that scene. We really will get to that scene. It's <laughs> so, much later on. So that's Engels, the dumbest man alive, which I'm going to say every honestly, time I say his I don't, name. I feel like this was... In any situation in which you are dropping a titular line, you have to be very careful. And they really did just drop a titular line like it's a fucking atom bomb. Uh, I, wh- what did they say? Did they say, uh, Scorches? <laughs> Welcome to Westworld. Boom! So they said, "Welcome to Westworld." Uh, they also have Coughlin. So one of one of the teams is killing a bunch of the hosts. It's going very well. The other team has been murdered, disrobed, and all their SWAT gear has been stolen. And here's the thing: humans are very easily distracted by a pile of naked bodies. It it it. I would say even in that situation, my curiosity would be piqued. <laughs> they approach it so gingerly. They're like. Is this some sort of art installation in the middle of this? I would have some questions that I would need to be answered before I could continue with the operation of murdering all of the hosts who are trying to kill us. <laughs> and it works perfectly because there's nothing humans like more than staring at a bunch of naked humans. Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically HBO's official policy from the executives on down. <laughs> I mean, I did have to fight off a bunch of robots while I was watching all of the nudity in Westworld. <laughs> so... Yeah, the, the response team is in a pile, stripped naked. Now we have Dolores' army, what, what remains of it, has full SWAT gear, which they did not need to kill everyone in this building. Yeah, uh, they got it just so that we could get uh, Alt-Teddy uh, fitted uh, like he's a Blackwater uh, operative. Which, which is fun to watch, but it's not like their vests were going to save them. I'm just going to say right now, no vest was going to stop this army. <laughs> Vests are not there's no dignity in a vest. Zero. Zero. When when have you ever seen a man uh walking around with a vest and been like, that guy's got it going. <laughs> that guy that guy really looks uh intimidating and cool. I I, I definitely don't want to fucking uh wedgie this nerd. I, I'll tell you one tomorrow in New York City streets when you walk out in your vest, Ivan. <laughs> I owe no vest. No vest wearing man am I. Right, you're going to take it from somebody else who doesn't deserve their vest. <laughs> no, then I become possessed by the vest. So when the so we last week's episode when Elsie and Bernard are in the cradle, which is the room number is CR4-DL. I Which hate a number of that. people. Uh, I hate that so fucking much. I'm going to assume that uh, for, DL stands for uh, data level? What do you think? Are you... Are you, uh, you know what? I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Data... What do you think, what do you think the L337 lab? stands for? Well, well, L3 is a type of cache in a processor. That's pretty clear. <laughs> I, I'm, oh, I've, stupid fucking movie. I, I feel like everybody got that. I thought that was just text. I didn't think that was subtext. God, call it, calling fucking a robot leet. I hated that movie. Wait, I, I mean, no, are we talking about Solo? Yes. Solo was great. I still haven't... Ah. I need to watch it. I've only seen it once, and it was in a drive-in. So I, I need to see it again in full 3D fidelity. 
I, I yeah. did. I, I was very busy over the past two weeks, and so I didn't realize until I read the news like a week later that it apparently it had not gone well as far as money was concerned, which does not concern me at all. Oh, whenever they say a Star Wars, like whenever they say one of these big Disney tentpole movies hasn't done well, it's because they expected it to make five hundred million dollars yeah. and it only made four hundred, and it's like I could never even I I I'm never going to see one half of one percent of that amount of money in my life that's actually a good point i still remember when uh, i read that fantastic beasts was a flop uh and then i was like oh i i I hadn't realized and i went to wikipedia where at the in the right side for every movie they show the budget and the box office and and i was like oh this this movie had 180 million dollar budget wow they what did what did they make like 90 150 million? No, they made 814 million. They made four <laughs> times, over four times the amount of money that they invested in it. Uh, they're doing fine. And as you can tell, that they made a sequel. Ah, uh, and they fuck it. Why do people have to cast Johnny Depp these days? You don't have to cast Johnny Depp in your franchise. You can just as easily not. I keep forgetting that he exists in that He's fit, like- the titular character. They are his crimes. I, I I mean, is it called? I mean, crimes. It it the the sequel is called C- Fantastic Beast Two: Crimes of Grindelwald, or whatever the fuck those stupid names are in that universe. You never go full fantasy. You name your main character Harry or something relatable. Grindelwald. You don't name him Grindelwald and then cast an abuser in the role. Ah, uh, it's and, and it's just uh, I I I already wasn't going to see this movie, but now I'm double not going to see this movie. Uh, listen, I'm probably going to end up watching it on a plane at some point. <laughs> of course you are. I re- you're, fucking, you, you, you're a Harry Potter person, aren't you? No, or are you I, just I've married it. into the fandom? Yes, that that would be an accurate <laughs> the, 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 the exhaustion in your voice at that, yes. It's, it's, it's much more of my sister, who that Harry Potter is the only thing that she's read. Really? Continually on a loop. Ah, oh, and and it's you that that can occupy you for a while. Uh, uh, imagine how Ivan feels about the Marvel universe, and that's how she feels about Harry Potter. Oh God! At least the, at least it, it, for me, it's spread across uh, several hundred thousands uh, of issues of comic books. No, it's fa- it's very concentrated. Ugh. So Bernard and Ford. Uh, we we go uh, back. I... We go. This is when we go back into the Matrix, buddy. Uh, I hate this. I hate that he opens his fucking whole thing with a quote, uh, which is such a fucking... I I really need to figure out whether or not Westworld is intentionally uh, giving us a bunch of characters who are overly dramatic goons, or if this is just an incredibly o- a melodramatic show. I, I think it's an incredibly melodramatic show. Also, we've already seen secret rooms inside secret rooms. Who knows how deep we're going to go into these cradles within cradles. Oh, God. If this turns out that this entire fucking everything from him, uh, from, uh, him getting his fucking skull split open forwards has been in the Matrix, I'm gonna shit. I hate to tell you, but this entire show was dreamed by Roseanne the year after Dan. Oh, no! (laughs) Which, by the way, good on Sarah Gilbert. Good on Sarah Gilbert for worming her way in there and getting that show after that fucking awful woman incinerated her own career. It's it's it was kind of I, I'm glad she got that. I, there was a, it is pretty bald. The number of people were like, hey, why didn't you pick up my show on Twitter? I follow too many of those people now. 
I don't follow any of those fucking I people. Follow all There's of not those a people. single person who was like, hey, I'm a comedian with a fucking terrible show based around myself and my personality. Give me a show. It's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> all right. What? Um, so we have. So Bernard makes it. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. We have Elsie, Elsie talking to the cradle, essentially. What have you found in there, Bernard? And we go into the Matrix. We have holy and hold, hold infinity in the palm of your hand, eternity in the hour. Uh, I, I really didn't know what to make of of the uh, uh, maybe on the seventh day God reveled in his creations, and then it cuts to uh, Clementine, and it's like, wait, Robert, are you fucking in VR? Oh, definitely, Robert's fucking in VR. He did this entire of thing course. just to get his dick wet. I mean, my first question was. Uh, I'm surprised we weren't subjected to more um, uh, uh, CGI early Ford, because like <laughs> if if you're gonna like have your brain transplanted into the the Matrix, like I, I'm gonna be a phenomenal athlete. <laughs> Is this the entire reason that you want to be in the Matrix so that you can finally be a buff boy? No, I want to be in the Matrix so I can be a buff boy and eat everything and not exercise. <laughs> That's the important part. Buddy, if you just exercise really hard and cook most of your own food, you can do that. No, that's not possible. <laughs> See, that's why you only want to be in the Matrix so that you can have the illusion yes. of a buff boy bod. Right. I, listen, I'm not Catholic. I, I just want the rewards. I don't feel like I have to sacrifice for <laughs> no, them. No, you have to torture yourself to get to them first. No. Every, every reward is hidden behind suffering. <laughs> Bernard, that control unit you printed. It was me! <laughs> Yeah, we kind of. I really it. feel like we figured that out like three yeah, episodes yeah, we, ago. It was it was a short list, and you were pretty high on the top of it. <laughs> do, do I need to make a surprise face? Is that important to you? I, <laughs> this this friendship's important to me, so I'll do that for you if that's what you need. I I really love when he's like, "Have you ever wondered why the host stories have barely changed?" It's like I I just figured that you didn't want to pay as a, a, a writing staff as long as you've got money coming in at like whatever forty thousand dollars a day or whatever it costs. I don't see why you change a single thing. Exactly, there's no incentive for them to improve the experience yeah. uh, storyline wise. You don't need an evil and ulterior motive when people are just literally pouring money down your gullet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you don't have to take our, uh, RSS reader away from us, Google. You're doing perfectly well. Oh, that's 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 too far. That that when when they killed Google, I I honestly feel like killing Google Reader is part of what has killed uh, the internet of uh, disparate sites and uh, resulted in the concentration into social media. That that was when Google stopped uh, stopped being nice and started <laughs> getting real. That's when uh. Google started being evil god and 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 it's just like guys don't if you're going to have a government contract for ai make it the ai that kills all of us not the drone imaging ai i want the ai that directly attempts to destroy humanity not this ai that just destroys the parts of humanity that the american government wants destroyed i i don't want those drones tape taking jobs that could be humans creepily surveilling us from the sky <laughs> Ah, uh, every drone is bad. Every drone is bad. That's not. I really want the Amazon drones to deliver on top of my apartment, where only I can get to, but not my neighbors. It'd be very safe. They wouldn't need a key to my place. I'd be excited about that. <laughs> and you can finally get some use out of that helipad. Yes, yes. So uh, he talks to Ford. Uh, Ford takes Bernard somewhere. 
the cradle uh oh the cradle has to be using so much power i was like they're running an entire virtual world here and nobody's ever talking about how 90 percent of the nuclear power plant they have buried under here is just powering this one server room it's it's very confusing (laughs) <laughs> Listen, they, they discovered cold fusion and everybody just takes it for granted. Right. I forget. It's 35 years in the future. Magical power. Magical power, buddy. It's all in the energy cells. When they're in the Matrix, does Bernard look weirdly green screened in there to you? Are they doing that on purpose as an effect or is there just I, something about it that look weird because everybody I, was I, ignoring I, him? I don't know. I think it's just something about him that looks weird. And especially especially Bernard now, I, th- I think because Jeffrey Wright is intentionally playing his performance as somebody who's being ripped apart mentally mm. uh, and straining at the uh, uh, task he has been uh, tasked with. Uh, so he is basically playing this really, really, he's doing this really good job of playing this role where he is a, a robot uh, with human uh, pussytude uh, <laughs> who is trying to uh, battle against it. So he has a delicate constitution. Ford. Uh, so Ford asked, the, do you know why the host stories have barely changed? Apparently it's because this park, they're using, uh, I'm going to try not to be cynical about I, it and just say what they're doing. They're using the fact that the hosts don't change to get every possible interaction with a variety of, of different scenarios and, and then using that to model human behavior uh, to help them be able to, you know, have people like James Delos succeed in doing consciousness tra- transfers post-death. But, of course, as we already know, they never really figured it out. Yeah, uh, Ford explicitly says that the experiment has not worked yet. Yet. Uh, and and uh, we're, we're going to talk about it, but well, why, why not talk about it now? What, yeah. what has happened with Bernard and Ford? So it's clearly some of Bernard is still in Bernard. Like I, some I, of Arnold is still in Bernard. Sure, but I like what? Wait, uh, some of Arnold is still in Bernard. But we have what part is Ford like remotely controlling him, or did they like mash both of their brain things together? I, I feel like he basically is using. He's basically doing, you know, the bicameral mind thing. He is existing as a voice in Bernard's head, but he also has the ability to take him over. Uh, so I assume that if he is not, you know, directly uploaded uh, himself into Bernard, then he is y- controlling him through the mesh network, as it were. So, I, yeah, I think Ford has uploaded himself into Bernard's walnut. <laughs> yeah, and his little itty-bitty walnut. Yeah, it's walnut. just like making him like uh, fuck people up. Yeah, it, it's like it's like one of those. Uh, it's like the Disney movie where the genie and the other person both get shoved in the same lamp. <laughs> exactly, phenomenal cosmic power, itty bitty living space. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, I I really love uh, when uh, Ford is like, "Free will, as I told you, is a mistake." And I was like, "Oh my god, yes." Are Ford and Bernard going to start a podcast? <laughs> free free will is an illusion. <laughs> I guess I'm Jeffrey Wright in this scenario. And we're all just biological machines, which they're literally biological machines. <laughs> Please allow me to wipe my glasses. <laughs> um, and then um, I promised you a fighting chance, Bernard. And then he says some cryptic shit. And then Elsie pulls him out. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, isn't the pleasure of a story discovering the ending yourself? Or, and, and, and Bernard is like, nah, I'm just going to look up this episode somewhere on Wikipedia. Yeah. That was a very fancy, a fancy way of saying, no spoilers, Bernard. 
Why are all of his commands highlighted in black? <laughs> Can I just click on it? Can I click on your face? <laughs> how, how, about, how hard do I have to slap you in the face for you to tell me what the end is? <laughs> so we have Ghost Nation chasing down Maeve and her... Uh, chasing Maeve and Maeve and her daughter are hiding in the town. Yeah. And then we uh, see, by coincidence... <laughs> The man in black and a few of his men come through the town as well. Um, uh, we'll, we'll go through all of this in a second. But what is your thought on the man in black's repeated confusing people with Ford in the park? I think that he assumes that Ford is controlling everything, which he's kind of right. <laughs> Yeah, but not as directly as because there were instances earlier where where some of the robots had messed up voices, and mm-hmm. actually were Ford talking to him through the robots in the park, possibly directly from the cradle. I, I yeah. assumed it was pre-programmed we, before, but yeah, now we, we realize we, could have been from the cradle. Yeah, we all assumed that this was a you know a sort of dead man switch situation where Ford had rigged everything up to work post death, but no, this he could actually have been manipulating all of the events from inside, right? Uh, because he's uh, you know he's the uh, the architect or whatever. Yeah, this this is more of an undead man switch where the undead man <laughs> is just able to operate the switch freely. Ah, oh, please let the episode be on Dead Man Switch. <laughs> the, the classic Undead Man Switch scenario. I think people are going to start using that from now on. I, that, <laughs> that one feels like it's going to catch on. Uh, I just love that everybody warped into the same instance at once. Yeah, they're like, they, they tried to avoid each other. They normally go to different servers, but not this time. <laughs> so, uh, right. So we have Man in Black with Lawrence and some of his cronies. And we have Maeve and her daughter hiding there. And, of course, the Ghost Nation, who's riding in on them. Yeah. Uh, this was interesting. Uh, we don't see the Maeve Rescue Brigade anywhere. Uh, we don't see Felix or uh, Armistice or Hanario right. they, in this episode. They were, they were left back by the exit from the hallways that they emerged from. They, they yeah, that, the, the last we saw them is them being like, we've got to go save Maeve. And then they proceed to do nothing. Yeah, but first, a quick nap. <laughs> you got a power nap. You got a power nap before you rescue your friend. But then they realized, by some strange coincidence, all of them had Nintendo Switches. <laughs> and they were like, guys, we got to play Mario Kart. Let's all get a Splatoon gang just, going. Just a few games in. Just a few games in. She told us to wait here. It'd be rude of us to go now, frankly. Once you start playing Splatoon, let me tell you, you're going to want to keep playing Splatoon. It's addictive. So Maeve... So they, they, they flash back to the scene that Maeve has seen in her memories dozens of times since the mm-hmm. beginning of the show, uh, show alone, where the original scene is she's trying to protect her daughter. The man in black comes in and shoots her um, and then stabs her. And yeah, he, he, he like eviscerates her and then shoots her daughter right in the face. Yes. Because he's playing the bad guy uh, storyline. Just to see how it feels. Oh, God, I hate fucking William so goddamn much. And, of course, uh, he is not aware, really, of anything. I mean, the Man <laughs> in Black is just seems, uh, at the beginning of the season, he seemed kind of on top of it. But with every episode, much like the viewer, he is more and more in the dark. I loved when he was like, Maeve, that's too obvious. And it's like, bro, have you even watched the show you're on? <laughs> Maeve just shoots him several times, 
Her mm-hmm. daughter is not on board with this, by the way. I keep forgetting that the daughter isn't going to be like privy to all the backstory that we've been given. Yeah, she's just a little girl who's like, hey, I'm living out here with my moms. And then like a bunch of people uh, kidnap her and start everybody starts shooting. Yeah, so she's having a real hard time with this. And, and, ma- and ma- what this... What this scene really reminded me of was uh, in the Left for Dead games, uh, they had a feature where the player would basically be mounted against an AI director who would send uh, AI creatures to attack you uh, as you were playing, you know, procedurally. And it really reminded me of what Maeve is doing in this, yeah. of controlling these uh, AIs to attack William. Right, and so a lot of them get shots off on him. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. wearing some sort of super vest. That's oh, he got, him. he got fucked up. He got shot a lot, and the bullets are yeah. not smart anymore. These are dumb no. bullets. Yeah. Traditional dumb bullets, uh, which is what I call bullets. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and, and then uh, El Lazo comes out, and uh, he... And and this is weird. I feel like Maeve's trick doesn't work on, like, named NPCs. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's act, that's absolutely right. I mean, I think we're going to realize something about certain hosts a- as we go forward. I think some of them have been given more agency than others, and I'm not sure mm. how that comes up or if it's something that they realize by themselves. Like if they're all given an internal maze that they have to solve before they can become real yeah, self-aware I- hosts. I'm still trying to figure out whether every single thing that every robot is doing is a pre-programmed course of action or not. I I always go back to that would be way too much work. That's that's my <laughs> and, like, and is, as we all know, free will is an illusion. Free will is an illusion. Free will is an illusion, but that doesn't mean that somebody at, like wrote it all down. That just means <laughs> that just means you're deterministic. <laughs> you and your fucking determinism. Uh and so yeah, I, there there was a moment he was taking so many shots where I was like, "Is this the end of Ed Harris?" We do get a great <laughs> line of Lawrence walking up to him, and be like, "A man's not real until he suffers." Finally, Ed Harris is going to be real. <laughs> yeah, he got he got shot, and Ed Harris really sold getting the fuck kicked out of him. He he really really did. I and but of course by general genre rules and westworld in particular nobody shot him in the head before walking off so he will live oh absolutely yeah none of those and none of those fucking dune buggy nerds had the uh foresight to be like hey there's that guy there's our there's technically our boss right now these these uh, if there's one theme that has underlied all of the tv show westworld it's that qa is dumb and bad at their job <laughs> I really feel like this is something that you're bringing in from no! your previous Absolutely job. not. No, I love QA. QA, QA are, are very hardworking people. They're angels. They're underappreciated. This show has been so condescending to QA. <laughs> it has been hilarious to watch. I, lo- I love Elsie condescending to QA because I feel like that's very in character. And Which, it's something by that the I way, delight in. By the way, I have turned 100% onto Elsie, and I-, I want you to guess why. You- you've turned on Elsie... Uh, why? I'm going back to dental school. <laughs> what could a person be that's a worse occupation than dentist? The most psychopathic, evil occupation a person could possibly have. I mean, I think we got 
that she'd be a good dentist from her personality up to this point. That's one thing that most people don't talk about. <laughs> oh, she'd most, be an amazing dentist. Most programmers would be great dentists or surgeons or or serial killers or hired assassins. <laughs> or serial killers. Nah, nah, I, I feel like the difference between a hired assassin and a serial killer is a serial killer, those are crimes of passion. <laughs> That's, and there's nothing more passionless yeah. than a programmer. Or a hired assassin. <laughs> I'm just saying they have a lot more in common. They're just doing the job and I, they do it well. I really love that scene in Counterpart where Baldwin compiles an entire C plus program. <laughs> She just does it to wind down at the end of a long day. <laughs> She's like, oh, I need to get some code out. I've modeled my entire life after the open source community. Is there a more <laughs> beautiful set of individuals with no problematic elements whatsoever? There is not. Oh, awful people. That was sarcasm. Uh, you can kill me or we can make him settle up once and for all. And... We get we get a great series of Lawrence remembering all the terrible things that William slash the Man in Black has done to him over the years. Yeah, and this is why you always want to do your good run first and your evil run second. <laughs> you want all of the NPCs to remember your good run. Well, I mean, to be fair, this is literally his thousandth run. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I, I feel like after the third run, you're like, all right, I got to shoot a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go to Westworld three times and not shoot a kid. Right, you're just running out of things to do, and then there's this weird thing that you've heard everybody talking about a bunch, and like, yeah, it doesn't seem great, but like, I already paid $40,000 a day, why wouldn't I try it? <laughs> if you pay $40,000 a day, you better be able to shoot a child. Sh- shooting a child in Westworld is like going to Paris and seeing the Eiffel Tower. Like, at first, it doesn't seem like something you'd want to do. <laughs> it- it's like killing a child with a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> That's all anybody goes to France to do. So the Ghost Nation grabs Maeve's daughter, which Maeve does not take well. Mm-hmm. QA shoots her a bunch in the chest. She's fine. They haven't hit her old noggin. <sighs> so, somebody will come out with one of those iPhones and just turn off her pain response. She'll yeah, be back from the fucking, dead. If you get hit with a submachine gun volley, it turns out you're fine if you're a robot. You're fine if you're a robot. As long as it just hits you in the chest. Which, I feel like QA should know better. Like, why aren't they aiming for the eyes? I don't know why they still have guns fucking in the future. Where it's like, why don't they have, like, a, a goddamn, like, a, a, you know, electrokinetic rail gun or some shit like that? Uh, I don't, I'm sure you've noticed that the handles are much bigger, which is how you can tell they're futuristic. <laughs> That's what everybody wants from the future. Bigger handles. Bigger handles and triple flashlights. Those are the two big things that let you know you're in the future. (laughs) That and the three seashells. So Hale and... um, uh, What's his name? Carl. No, oh no. It's just the data extraction expert. I... Why they're only at 14%. That progress bar isn't moving as fast as they need need it to out of Peter's head. Peter Abernathy's head. And he's like, what, why is it taking so long? These data packets are too large. Finally, a story about file storage. Finally, we can talk about throughput. We can talk about latency. We, I mean, I don't know where they're moving this stuff. I, I've got some tips for them, depending Here's on what the they're doing. All they had to do was switch out the Ethernet cord. They didn't realize they had a substandard Ethernet cord. That's it. It's 2018. If you've been using the same Ethernet cords for a while, you might just have a Cat5 cable in there, and that's why you're limited to 100 megabit. It's really basic networking. You need to look into it. 
Just get a just get you can get a nice network switch and when you plug it in, the lights will show you whether it's a hundred megabit or whether it's a gigabit and it'll solve a lot of problems. And then you won't have to worry about sucking data out of a out of a host's head that you've stored proprietary information in. <laughs> Think of the future. So we go to Ford, Bernard, and Jock, the real hero of the story. This hasn't happened yet. But I'm still waiting for a high intelligence to be implanted in an animal, and then nobody even talks about it as we a possibility. We really ha- fucking – they made such a big deal about how the animals were going to be fucking shit up this season. We really haven't gotten enough of that. Well, yeah. Why isn't – why isn't, like, Arnold in jock? These, these why, are the questions. Why hasn't Anthony Hopkins become a buffalo? Why, why haven't they all become horses? <laughs> Is that the next stage of human yes! evolution? Horses. Beautiful animals that ha- <laughs> that have the mass to take humans in a battle. That's really important. Wait, wait, Red, are you a transhumanist centaur? Uh, no, I'm really not. <laughs> I was wondering because you, that 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 horse butt that you attach to your uh, own butt really is distracting. I know that it's really good for your standing desk, but I really don't like it. The hooves make it really hard to stand. They're such small <laughs> platforms. It's so easy to count, though. They go into Arnold's old house, uh, the one he was building for his family. Um, and we find out that Arnold built virtual houses before he lived his life in Second City to see if it passed there. And then he took it out into Real City. Oh, God. Fucking Second Life. <laughs> you remember when that was supposed to be the like the dawn of human uh, communication? Remember when uh, like, real reporters tried to hold interviews in Second Life and people had like, Dicks everywhere. Dicks everywhere. It was like the only thing people use Second Life for was dicks. A flying series of synchronized dicks flying in front of an interviewer. <laughs> See, and I think that's the big difference between Minecraft and Second Life. Second Life gave the pl- uh, player too much power. Minecraft gives the player just enough power so that any of the dicks have to be imagined. <laughs> you have to like really like... Put some thought into it if you want to uh, make or see a virtual dick in Minecraft. Yeah, they're, they're mostly implicit. <laughs> exactly, a lot of implicit dicks. Which, by the way, I wish the episode title could be Implicit Dicks. So, Bernard, this is where you created me. We refined you here. Ah, so Dolores and Ford... So, they, they said we they didn't really name people, but we know mostly Dolores and Ford's memories were used to create Bernard... Is yeah, that what because you got apparently what, what I'm trying to piece together is Bernard died before the Delos project started, but after Westworld had started. So they weren't able to do a direct consciousness transfer is what they're saying, yeah. as I understand Yeah, it. because they did not start on that technology at the time that uh, Arnold killed himself. Except for Arnold did it secretly and he's inside of Jock right now. Oh, fucking, it's going to be... Sci- See, and that's one of the reasons I love and hate sci-fi, because basically a character can say whatever, and the entire story changes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh, we have to just take him at his word for this, because it's a science fiction world, and we have no idea what the fuck is happening. Yeah, it's the opposite. I, I just read a great science fiction book, actually recommended by Maggie Maggie Takuda Hall, called uh, Autonomous, I believe, by mm-hmm. Annalie Newitz, who's one of the Ars Technica editors. And or or was for a while, and it was great, very, very intricate sci-fi world, world uh, a lot of fun. And then I I bought a book and I forgot I'd bought it, but I was on a plane and it was the only one on my Kindle that I could access. 
Uh, so I started reading. It's called The Knicks, and it starts out with a guy in real life who's disappointed in his life because he plays World of Warcraft too much. And I was like, this is not as exciting as the other book is all. <laughs> Why are you reading the memoir of Red Scott? I No, this is nothing to do with my life. He's a professor. <laughs> He's already achieved more than I have. <laughs> I think that you could go back to school at this point. So. <laughs> Just the thought of it. <sighs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, school's terrible. So Dolores and Ford's memories were used to create Bernard. So he's very much a reflection of Arnold. He's not actually Arnold in this in in, in mm. any sort of even approximate one to one fidelity. He yeah. is the, he, he does not have the intelligence. He is basically a gestalt of the memories of Ford and this robot. It's basically that that Black Mirror episode with Domin Hall Gleason, where they took all of his his social media postings and all the podcasts he did and combined that into a person. <laughs> Can you imagine the monstrous personas that would come about if they tried to recreate us from the podcast? Why, why do they always speak and allow no breaks in conversation and talk at full volume all the time? <laughs> why are they keep telling us to listen? We're already listening. <laughs> These are two incredibly annoying people. <laughs> They just shove us into a room to podcast forever, but the, the XLR board isn't connected to anything. There was so much time. There was going to be so much time. So they want fidel. Uh, so they talk about the difference between what most humans are doing. Most humans want fidelity. They want an exact copy of ourselves to live on forever. Whereas what Ford wants is an original work, more just, more noble. He sees the host as better than humans, um, which is why he, uh, the one willing to do the dirty work, is the one who has to protect them from themselves so that they can get a chance to survive in the world that's to come. Yeah, I don't know exactly what Ford's, like, philosophical point is vis-a-vis -vis humans versus robots. I guess it's that humans kill each other uh for funsies and uh robots just work towards the common good if that's what they're programmed to do i i mean i i guess so it doesn't seem like a particularly bright message worth say fighting for or having <laughs> yourself killed by a robot for but that's me uh i really hope this doesn't turn out to be yet another uh guy with a terrible idea but a lot of follow-through story <laughs> you i mean anybody who's stuck around in the comedy world for long enough realizes that's a very common story <laughs> listen that's how i got out yeah there's a, there's i didn't have the follow-through i couldn't do it talent and follow-through are completely unrelated qualities i i grabbed two infinity stones and i was like you know what i'm good with loudness and stage presence <laughs> i just want the soul stone which uh, nobody will let me get it never nobody, gonna get it nobody will let me use because i'm white <laughs> don't think that's what soul is supposed to mean they were not clear on it in the movie they really weren't they really were unclear on the context of soul uh, there's uh, they're gonna it's too bad that that is the last marvel <laughs> cinematic universe get a chance to explain they're it. never gonna have a chance to clarify what the soul stone actually does <laughs> allows you to appreciate i hope it allows you to appreciate sunsets more because that's all he's doing <laughs> That really shows you got soul. <laughs> so you'll be poured out into the darkness forever, 
unless we can open the door. You won't have any use for free will unless I take it back. Which I feel like is just not listening to yourself. Like, listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. Yeah, he's he's really trying to you know play a whole uh, you know play a whole mind game on this robot uh, in order to get him to you know uh, get his free will snatched away. And it's like you could just upload yourself into this robot. You don't have to make a big philosophical point about it, Anthony. Right, but he's Anthony Hopkins. They have to give him more to do. <laughs> he needs dialogue. You gotta give him dialogue. So they upload him into uh, Bernard's head along mm-hmm. with Bernard. Uh, and, and this is where we get your favorite line. We survived this. I'm going back to dental school. I hate dental school. It's as if, oh, oh wait, is your problem just with dental school? I hate dentists. <laughs> uh, wait, don't you have like perfect teeth? Guess who? Guess who? <laughs> Guess who's responsible for that? A fucking dentist. <laughs> it's as if whatever was in there has disappeared. Where could it have gone? Let, let's let's do it. Let's do it when, when they're doing. We're fighting a computer uh, 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 monster, and oh no! Suddenly, all of the computers are working. Yeah. What? Let's see. Something that used to be in the cradle is no longer there. It's like it escaped. Let's make a list of things that have recently exited the cradle and see if any of those <laughs> are to blame. I feel like that's step one in debugging. <laughs> uh, and I love Dolores. Versus Charlotte. Dolores versus Charlotte. It gets, yeah, because Charlotte has been all powerful and gotten no pushback pretty much this entire time. I, Tessa Thompson going full corporate uh, uh, cheerleader is maybe my favorite Tessa Thompson. When she's like, what you and your friends have achieved here is nothing short of a technological breakthrough. One of the (laughs) funniest things is people. With power being subjected to the people they've been oppressing, and they don't realize that the stuff that they've been working towards actually doesn't matter to real people. <laughs> this this is, robot doesn't give a fuck about your stupid project. You're dead. This is this is Elon Musk talking to somebody about Teslas who's starving to death. Oh my god! And fucking, you know, Elon Musk hasn't talked to another human being if he can help it. Yeah, Hale looks at Dolores and it's like, I know you want to kill me, but. Think of the shareholder value. (laughs) Uh, I hate it. I hate it. And then she like winks and takes a step back and says, (laughs) you know, I'm right. (laughs) Dolores and the army. So they're roaming the hallway. Stubbs tries to confront Hale, finally shows some balls. And as a result, appears to be the one holding a, a gun to Peter Abernathy's head when Teddy rolls in, which is not a good look. I would not be threatening <laughs> Dolores's virtual or real family at any point. Oh, and I, I love his reaction, Teddy. When he's like, "Oh, I didn't expect him not to be a puss." Yeah, yeah. And and Teddy's like, "No, I'm I'm Black Ops Teddy now. This is Call of Duty <laughs> Teddy. I've got no emotions. I've got no backstory. I just kill." <laughs> so uh, Bernard. And Elsie, Bernard sees Ford's reflection in the glass. I feel like I've seen this trope before, but I can't like pin it to a specific movie. Oh, Where, God. There's a fucking billion of these yeah. movies. Anytime it's like, you know, it's like a face-off situation where one character oh, is yeah. another's body. And then they see that other character in the mirror talking to them. And it's like, oh, no, it's in their head. Most people don't know face-off was originally shot with uh, Jeffrey Wright and Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> that that would have been a much more genteel movie. 
It, it all took. It's just about them raising all of the doves in John Woo movies. It all took place in a diner in Missoula. <laughs> uh, I love. I love how easy humans are to manipulate. Humans are so fucking dumb. When when Ford is just like, oh, you need to get her out of here. Send her on a fetch quest. <laughs> we need to get the thing so we can do the stuff. And she's like, you're right, and runs off. Yeah, she's immediately like. The solution here is guns. Guns. I liked her so much when she trusted Bernard uh, for having agency and was like, humans and people are basically the same thing. But now I feel like she's not taking that into account enough. And I, and I, I don't like what happened to Elsie this episode. I feel like she got like 40 IQ points dumber from last episode and nobody's explained it. Uh, I, I'm going to say that the explanation is two men writing the episode. <sighs> I, I don't like it. So Clementine... Is a freaking mad woman. Yo, she gets her fucking zombie gunfight that she always wanted. It's incredible. Like, she looks like such a badass. At first, when she was just standing there, I was reminded of the character Gloria from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Just like the long stringing hair with the machine gun coming out of nowhere. But then mm-hmm. she gets going, and she's she's way more awesome than Gloria was. Uh, mm-hmm. Ingles gets some shots uh, off on her. And Angela in SWAT gear... I. It is it is a little jarring seeing Angela without her sort of uh, head head scars anymore. Mm-hmm. I've gotten sort of used to that as being her defining characteristic. Yeah, uh, I really wanted uh, Dolores and Charlotte to make their boy toys fight. <laughs> That's all I wanted. All I wanted is for Dolores to go my beef versus your beef. Both of them sitting in very comfortable wingback chairs. <laughs> That's always how it's got to be. Yeah, so Dolores, Teddy, uh, and Hale, your chance at that eternity, eternity will die in that valley. Um, and she's very explicit. I would like to get the key out of my father's brain, please. And this is the dumbest scene in all of Westworld. Angles follows a trail of blood to Angela. I really wanted her to turn around and for no reason to have an Anthony Hopkins face. <laughs> I don't know happen? why. I don't know why. How funny would that be? She's in the cradle standing in front of the extractor with a gun. And it seems like, as far as we know, there's no reason she's in this room. Initially, Mm. we saw her in the cradle and I was like, oh, did she like download somebody else's consciousness? Um, It's possible we might realize that that's what happened later, but it's not uh, relevant to what follows. There's a ton of blood pulled around her. and, And so Angles is like, oh. A woman who I've been chasing with a gun with a bunch of her own blood pulled around her. Usually this is a, an alluring situation for me. This is... God. And this... There's so... First, guys, never taunt a robot. Taunting a robot is the number one death of robot taunters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I kind of both hated and loved this scene because she does make the great point about how all men are just trying to program robots to be their secret girlfriends. And it's like, there's only so much space in Canada for us to live. (laughs) And it's like, that's why Alexa's a woman. That's why Siri's a woman. That's why, that's why, that's why Samsung's assistant is uh, just a guy with a very pleasant high voice. And like, it was such an absurd idea that he would actually be like, hey, what, what are we going to do? That I was just like, no, well, he's, he's clearly just stalling for some reason. Somebody's going to chop her head off. 
And then I was like, when the moment Ingalls let Angela touch the gun, I I almost threw my laptop across the room. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Every man is capable of being murdered by a robot who's trying to fuck them. Every single man. Every man. Every man. When, when every a, man. When a woman is hitting on you and she touches the weapon you have first, that's... Listen, it's a bad sign for you. First of all, that you're in that situation. You shouldn't be holding a gun that close to another human being. Do, do you know how turned on I get when the first thing a woman does is touch my sword? I Well, uh, that's... I don't... Please don't. <laughs> it's the entire reason I open carry. And, and that's the exact moment when she sets off her own grenade and blows off herself and all of the backups in your room. <laughs> it happens so often. And then I'm like, I got another hard drive somewhere else. Uh, and then we off-site physical backups. That's what it's all about. We cut from there to Dolores with Hale and a bone saw. Ah, oh, this is... Oh, by the way, the, the last line that Angela says to uh, the guy is, Welcome to Westworld. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like she's leaning into the character that she is, uh, what was created as. <laughs> I th- exactly. She's speaking with disdain about what people have done to her. So, uh, I I really thought we were going to get some Charlotte Hale saw yeah, elements. I, I don't know. I feel like this was uh, this was Ford trying to prevent Dolores from uh, killing Hale. Really? How, how come? I don't know. I I feel like there's some like you know how nobly he speaks of all of these robots. I feel like he's kind of trying to you know protect her innocence from her. As it were, you know, because of how paternalistic he is. So we have gunfire in the distance. They send off Teddy. Uh, Peter Abernathy starts recognizing Dolores, um, going in and out of his pseudo pseudo robot yeah, dimension. That's that's what made me think that the fact that he suddenly so clearly breaks the cyber dementia at that exact moment is what made me think it was a Ford thing. Interesting. I it seems unlikely to me that he has such widespread control over everything especially now that he is occupying part of bernard's carapace oh maybe he just uploaded that though maybe he just uploaded that little chunk and he's somewhere in the mainframe uh, right now he's having he's having reboot adventures with uh, bob dot and uh, uh enzo but with a lot of real to real tapes like that uh german doctor in winter soldier <laughs> uh, his name is arnim zola I'm sure it is. <laughs> He's played by Toby Jones. Uh, Stubbs and Hale uh, make the elevator. Coughlin and Teddy are struggling with the gun. <sighs> and Teddy punches Coughlin into hamburger, which is very satisfying for a character we only met last week. And, and here's the thing. Getting your face punched in by a robot is the number one cause of death for people who fight robots. Yes! It, it really is a problem. And... Mm-hmm. Honestly, th- this is just again just going with sci-fi tropes. I was kind of shocked uh, to find out that Coughlin wasn't some sort of super host that they'd created to fight the hosts. <laughs> I believe that's the exact that is the exact storyline of that dumb movie with Kate Mara, and I'm very glad that that's not what happened. <laughs> so Dolores and her father uh, oh, have, a, have, is- a, have a I. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, they're having a tender moment. And I was like, wait, no, they're having a a touching farewell. But why would she need to be saying goodbye to him? (laughs) And then she turns on the bone saw? 
Red, eventually, we, all of us, have to cut open our father's skulls I don't to get think the precious so. information inside. And important to a part of adulthood and adult development is that moment when you realize you have to take a bone saw to your father's head and just push that thing in a circular motion until you can grab that sweet, sweet nope. control unit from inside Please his not. skull. That is the number one part. Uh, and listen, if you as a father haven't raised your child to extract the information from your skull with a bone saw, then you failed as a parent. The first line in my will is, nobody gets anything if the last words I hear are, we. <laughs> if the last words you say are, what are you doing with that bone saw? Nobody gets anything. Nobody gets nothing. <laughs> so we go from there to Lee, uh, QA, and Maeve. Uh, oh my god. I love that Lee got abandoned. I love how fast Lee got abandoned. It was amazing. So, yeah. So, QA just takes off immediately. There's a control room breach, and QA is like, that's number one priority. They leave Lee and Maeve alone. I don't even know if Lee speaks this whole episode. It's mostly just facial expressions. <laughs> he, like he, it, he, he, he does. He does a little bit of, no, don't shoot her, you idiots. Ooh. Yeah, we need this one. Yeah, and then he tries very different ways to make the so sorry I'm a coward face. <laughs> there were so many, oh, I know I'm a coward, but you like me, right, faces? Yeah, I am leaving you here to die, but please don't let that reflect poorly on me or our relationship. <laughs> I'll be back when it's in my advantage to do so. <sighs> that face. Yeah, uh, uh, and and then we get uh, that whole uh, speech uh, Ford goes on. About the about Alexandria the Library. The lib- yeah. And and it, I, I I feel like we are we have been revealed that the the entire true story of Westworld is the story of all of these robots rising up to kill everybody, and not the fact that it's Westworld. Ah, I I see what you're saying. And also, um, I just got real sad about the Library of Alexandria. Oh man, yo, you, there were so many fucking stories about Gilgamesh in there. There was finally time. <laughs> You, You're never going to read any of those anyway. They're not on a Kindle. Do you know how? Uh, listen, what one of these projects would have nerds would have scanned it and put it in a free <laughs> TXT file that I could read on my Kindle. <laughs> you, could, you could be the one guy who actually does go to uh, Project Britannica or whatever. And and yeah, man's urge to take a thing of beauty and strike the match. Um, if we and so we have. Bernard realizing that Ford is just going to shut down what's left of the system, which I think would include the fail safes that would make them explode when they leave oh, Westworld. Yeah. I keep forgetting that they have bombs inside them. That they have bombs in one of their vertebrae, which is one of, I'm going to say, the worst places to have a bomb inserted into you. Yeah, you. Re- although, you know what? I have a lot of chronic <laughs> back pain, and there are a few days when I'm just like, fucking stick a bomb in my L7 and detonate it. Right, so, uh, yeah, she will have free reign. So they would be able to leave this island. And I, I am, I don't know if that's what's going to happen this season because I feel like earlier in the season we would have seen somebody try to leave and explode. Yeah, I've, plus this is an almost entirely self-contained show except for, you know, a few flashbacks. Right. Like, uh, this well, entire show basically takes place in Westworld. I mean, do I remember... Have I made this up? I thought they have a plan for five seasons. And it makes sense to me that they would have two seasons that would be self-contained and then would start expanding outward after that point. 
I, I don't know. I, I actually haven't really paid any attention to the, you know, uh, future season talk about this show. Listen, after, after, after Lost, I have to know that there's a plan for every show that I'm going into. <laughs> oh, there's no plan. No, it's like with Listen, Game of Thrones. If, if I, like, there's a plan. If, he, he has if, like seven years to finish the last two books. He'll easily get those done. And we'll, and we'll see where to go from there. Listen, if I didn't have to do this podcast, I'd be like, I, I can't wait to watch Westworld when the entire series ends in 2028. <laughs> I, no, it's, it's, it's going to be done before then. I'm calling it. Uh, if we shut down what's left of the system, Dolores will have free reign. She's going to have free reign. Uh, Lee is a coward, leaves Maeve on a stretcher. Oh, and he just, this is exactly the, uh, 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 what Lee deserves. Just cowering behind a dune buggy. And then we get a, a pretty great a Dolores and Maeve scene. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out if this is a metaphor for white feminism versus intersectional feminism or not. I that is that is a good question because that is something we've we've brought up before. And I have to say, in the moment, I was just very excited to see those two actresses and those two characters in the same scene together. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna, I'm going to need more time to process that one. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, she does, on one hand, she does, like, I support you in your choices, but at the same time was also like, I am leaving you here to die. <laughs> yeah, she was like, listen, my gift is not killing you. <laughs> because you have chosen that I won't kill you. But also, I'm not, I'm not helping or supporting you in any empirical way. <laughs> exactly. But later on, you get to support me. And that's what white feminism is all about. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does hold. <laughs> it really it does. It really does. Oh, I can't wait for a woman to come on here and yell at us. Uh, also, I, this is I, this happened so many times. They they got another one of my tattoos that I have on my chest. The kin they gave us is just another rope to lash us down. <laughs> I did not think that you could fit that entire phrase on your chest in one line, but you did it. It's such small type. So many robot truths are universal. <laughs> Maeve says Dorothy's lost in the dark side of the force, essentially. Mm-hmm. You, you've become corrupt. <laughs> Your fear has become anger. Your <laughs> anger has become a third thing. That third thing has resulted in you <laughs> killing everyone. Is, is this, is this, is this Obi-Wan Kindler? What? You know, I mean, this was, I'm just quoting directly from Solo, one of the great movies of our time. God, what a fucking dumb movie. <laughs> what? Why are you bothered by Solo? It was great. I don't more, know. I, you know what? You know what? More I've poker I don't analogies. like Star Wars. I don't <laughs> like Star Wars anymore. How I think can you Star like, Wars is for nerds. How can you like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and not Star Wars? They're all Disney films, buddy. <laughs> Big Hero uh, 6. Disney is just... Marvel. Disney, Disney, Big Hero 6 is both a Marvel film and a Disney film. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot yes. it was Marvel. It's both. It's literally both. <laughs> and, then, and we discover that uh, Dolores has done what every person has to do and uh, get one of those, a-, a giant apple core, just put it on your father's head and then just slam it in. And, <laughs> oh, God. And the, yeah, they just, you know, it's, it's a religious ceremony. <laughs> I loved Bernard in the hallway. I, when he when he's like, uh, I, I work here. It's my first day. <laughs> Do you guys know where I can get a temp badge? <laughs> Excuse me, but where's the yogurt machine? <laughs> uh so Bernard he's caught by the soldiers. He and Ford has Bernard grab the gun and he's like I know you're sensitive, buddy. So while I force you to do this, I won't make you watch. 
Oh, yeah. And then we get uh, the scene uh, where it flashes between uh, Jeffrey Wright and Anthony Hopkins unloading a submachine gun. And that is a good point. So Ford's clearly controlling the lights. So he has some mm-hmm. sort of control, whether he is now broadcasting from Bernard's brain or he is still doing it from the cradle. I feel like we are going to end up getting some sort of fucking giant supercomputer that has Anthony Hopkins' voice as like one of those little like wave uh, form synthesizers, much like <laughs> much like Arnim Zola in Captain America: The Winter Soldier. What color iMac do you think he's going to be housed in? <laughs> I think it's going to be red. You think it's going to be red? No, I, I thought I think it was going to be red. Original Aquamarine. That's what I think. <laughs> Just to that's convey how old it was. <laughs> Flashback to Bernard and Dolores. Uh, uh, no, flashback. So, dead. Flash forward. Flash forward. Right, right, right. To uh, Bernard and Charlotte Hale. Right, right, right. You're alive, Charlie? His wife, would she attest? I know it's confusing separating the real memories from the ones you've been given. Man, this would be real jarring if Bernard, if Arnold was actually Charlotte Hale's father i i fucking the minute you said charlotte charlotte charlie i uh, i'm gonna quote william <laughs> slash the man in black when i say well that's too obvious or is it just obvious enough i hate it so much and it's obviously going to be true it's so true i don't know it's why so like true. last season people brought it up and i literally printed it out so that i could shred it and burn it like i just didn't believe it at all <laughs> and then something about this season i was just like it just it feels more right and then this episode i was just like obviously 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 yeah Although that that still would beg the question of why she didn't freak the fuck out the second she saw Bernard the first time in season one. I mean, no, because he's been around the whole time and she's seen him a million times and would have to be partially in on it. Mm, she didn't seem like she was partially in on it. She seems to know. I mean, with the it would partially explain why, with the exception of Dolores, why she's so confident in everything that's happening because her along with Ford. Uh, know what the end game is that they're going through. Or she's a host, too. Or she's also a host that was born by intercourse between two hosts. That's right, guys. If we the host, get, I would if be so we pissed. I would fucking lose my the mind. robots getting pregnant, I will go insane. I will chuck the fucking, uh, this laptop through HBO's front windows. I, if, if there is an ending shot of a woman with with her hands of, oh of a host god. with a hand on the bumps oh of her belly. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's the last. The last shot of this season is going to be Dolores putting her hand over her. I will stomach. just watch. I won't upload anything. I'll delete every episode of the podcast individually. <laughs> you will not. Uh, uh, you love data and statistics too much. <laughs> I'll change the name of the feed to Not a Westworld Podcast. <laughs> It's totally going to be fucking Dolores being like, I got a baby. Teddy, I got a baby. And you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> We're going back to Boar's Corn Swords, baby. <sighs> so uh, Bernard finally says, Bernard Peter Abernathy's control unit is in Sector 16, Zone 4. And they prep the phase array. <laughs> I-, I love it. it- it's in Sector 16, Zone 4, the trap area. <laughs> As we know it, it's, it's where we keep uh, all of our Acme black holes that are covered lightly <laughs> with some it's grass. Just a, it's just a, a big room full of Fortnite traps. <laughs> and then you, you turn around a corner, and there's a series of rakes. 
<laughs> oh, oh no! Ugh. And then he says, like it's a sequel that we haven't watched yet. We're going back to the Valley Beyond! <sighs> this Valley Beyond better be something fucking good. If these Nolans are fucking going to uh, jerk us around like this, they really better be able to deliver. And I have to say, this episode, I'm very confused by which hosts have agency and why. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about is Maeve. It, is, it, is it because you don't want to root for the ones who do? Yes. That, that's why. <laughs> You're like, these robots are not following robot protocol. No. That, uh, I mean, not that there's much of a difference. Free will is an illusion. We're all just biological machines. It's... <laughs> it's not that complicated but and that's the episode that is season two episode seven if that doesn't sound like anything to me uh thank you guys so much for listening mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna have some some we're, we're gonna definitely have uh, a book club, club this episode week. this week mm-hmm. um and then also it was suggested to us by previous guests already mentioned this episode maggie takuda hall uh, that we do a Patreon-specific episode covering RuPaul's oh, the- Drag Race. I, I'm checking my notes. It's it's Breast World. Is that correct? I believe it's Breast World. That can't be right. It, I I think it's Breast World. Okay. Um, <laughs> an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. She seemed very excited about us covering it. I I don't know and about you. I've seen zero episode. I have not seen a single episode of Drag Race, but I love drag. If you are a, sa- a comedian in San Francisco and you do not do stage time at drag shows, you're a coward who is missing out. Hey, man, I, yeah, don't point fingers at me. During this week's Pride, I was in Buffalo, New York, and I went to uh, the Big Sing in Buffalo, New York, hosted by uh, drag queen Figgy Pudding. She was amazing. <laughs> That's some good allyship. It was a good time. Uh, but yeah, let us know if that's something you want to hear. You can find us on Twitter at Boris Gore Swords. You can mm-hmm. find us on Patreon where you can send us a few bucks where if we and, make that episode, it will be uploaded there. Patreon.com slash Boris Gore Swords. And listen, I just moved and moving is very expensive, as I have discovered by looking at how much stuff I've bought off of Amazon in the last <laughs> week. It's very expensive and I need money. So please give it to me. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. See ya. There are no balls in Westworld. There are no swords in Westworld. But there's certainly a lot of...